This is Leisha Holmes and I'm your host on the Recruiters Recruitment Podcast brought to you by Hoxo Media and I'm really thrilled to be joined today by someone who has been in my network for oh gosh I'd to think maybe almost even 20 years. This is Dan Cornwell who is the founder of SPE Resourcing. Do we actually go back that long Dan? Is it that long since I met you? And yeah I think it's I think I think it's 17 years long. so yeah it's quite a quite a while although I have been in recruitment 22 yeah, so, same as uh, me. Yeah, we, not, I think we we both yeah. joined recruitment at the same time. But yeah, when I was thinking about it, prepping the questions, I thought, how long is it since I actually met you back in Manchester, oh. you and Kevin? Long, long time ago. Well, thank you so much for joining us on the channel today. And for those who are watching over on YouTube, he's got the most splendid view behind him of a restaurant, which I can I think kind of links in. Uh, it's our office. It's your office. That's our office in Manchester. This is your office. Genuinely. Oh, gosh, it's cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So well, social space. Oh yeah, it's far far cooler than I could ever have uh, built. It's but beautiful. it's yeah it's uh, we we we're in social space in manchester and i miss it so i have it as my backdrop yeah i don't blame you well as we record this in february 2021 we're obviously still in lockdown three um but hopefully if you're listening to this and it's after that hopefully we're, we're all looking at getting back into the offices soon and actually that's one of the reasons i wanted to invite you on today because you've been a, a really sort of clear concise and very candid voice across social media about what's happening in the covid world in your space so we want to talk to about today about agility but give us some context in terms of what your business does and, and where you're coming from with this topic so i think we i think we've had to be fairly concise we were 84 percent of everything we did pre-pandemic was in hospitality so when you then uh, two weeks uh, the last two weeks of march everything shut so we had sort of 84 percent of what we did was was nothing so you we can we i, I suppose there's two things we've had to do we've, we've had to support the industry mm. as best we could and um do anything we can keep saying yes to everything but also we've had to be agile because frankly we wouldn't have made it mm -hmm. um, if we'd have focused purely on working in hospitality you know people don't tend to recruit too much when they're shut mm -hmm. it's kind of this weird thing when they're you know everyone's closed and they decide they don't need anybody it's kind of odd so I think um, I think we've probably had to be vocal and agile mm -hmm. and uh, you know the necessity is the mother of all invention at the end of the day and that that's probably helped with with what we've done in the last 12 months. Okay, so obviously, you know, March 2020 happened, like you say, 84% of your business just shut overnight. Um, and, you know, the word pivot, I guess, gets used an awful lot. So what did you do to yeah. look at your client base and thought, right, well, clearly we're here to support them emotionally. Yeah. You know, the people that you've, you've personally known, you know, all the years in your, in your recruitment career. So, so talk, talk, us, talk us through, and I guess you can so do think, as fast as you want to to get us to where we're at today. So I think the first thing, we, so we were 92% like for like down in that that first month everything stopped mm. um the first thing we did was we realized that what was going on was far bigger than us we we're a relatively small business and a relatively small boy, voice in a sector where people were losing their jobs they're starting to lose their livelihoods they were so we spent most of the time certainly in that, that first month or two april through to may supporting everybody we could yeah. so uh, we said yes to everything uh, we uh, latched on to uh, um, another business called Harry, harry.com, and we helped them launch a website. Uh, we didn't do a lot, really, but we did get them exposure on BBC Breakfast. Somehow mm -hmm. I chanced onto, onto Breakfast and was interviewed on there, and that, that helped them, I think. And we, we basically realised there were a ton of people in our sector who would be unemployed. This was before furlough, of course. Mm -hmm. So we, uh, we helped match them up with maybe distribution businesses, online resale businesses, or, you know, if, if someone works as a, 
you know, customer facing role, they, they could transfer over. So we did a ton of that. And we did that, I think it was the first seven weeks to get all that off the ground. We did all that free of charge. Obviously, we just uh, did everything we could to help the mm. sector. Um, and I, I think I've got no stats and no data on how many people we placed, but the, the impact, I think, was much bigger than we are as an organization. Mm. Um, you know, we're an SME at the end of the day, but it was it, the reach was felt, I think. And um, people we're still getting feedback now from people saying, oh, I remember you doing all the good and, and all this. So I think we did it because it was the right thing to do. But I think it was it set the tone, really, for what yeah. then sort of moved on so the next thing we did we formed a whatsapp group or i formed a whatsapp group with all our competitors which um people might think is a bit odd there are a few people who didn't want to join but you know that's their their shout at the end of the day but it was really good it was really supportive it was great to hear other recruiters going through yeah it wasn't great to hear them going through what we're all going through but it was a, a really a really supportive little group group of it's people reassuring on just you're not the only person here. yeah yeah definitely reassuring but also great there were some really wise heads in that group a guy mm -hmm. called peter burgess who you may know who's been around probably 10 years longer than me but he's a very wise head and um i really appreciated his support i know i think we were support for some other people and it was just great to bounce ideas around from mm -hmm. other people so i think in all seriousness then it got into summer and things started to reopen mm. and hospitality picked up a little bit and we did pick up some briefs in that but by that point we'd launched an interim business yeah. so uh, we spent a huge amount of time asking clients how we could stay relevant what would you do if you were me what can we do you're not going to use us if, if you and me what, what would you do so I think the feedback there were two things one which was short-term hires so we launched an interim business, built the built the website, built the business and launched it in three weeks. That was quite good fun. Um, and then we also uh, looked at all clients who were what I would call a degree of separation away. So they were either in functions that we didn't do any recruitment in. Yeah. Uh, so we did a we did a role in finance. Uh, we did um, we don't really ever do any much in finance. We did quite a lot in marketing. Yeah. Um, and then we looked at people we knew who were in sectors that were still thriving, but we that we hadn't worked in. Right. So we did a sales director for an artificial intelligence firm. We're doing a sales and marketing director for an insurance business. And it it just it just kind of I wouldn't say there was a great strategy behind it. I think there are there are there are two things that we have done, three things that I would say we've done consistently. We've been relentlessly positive throughout the yeah. whole thing. Mm -hmm. I mean, don't get me wrong, if you look at my Twitter feed, you'll certainly find I get frustrated with elements yeah. of the government's policy, certainly around hospitality. We are relentlessly positive. We're candidates, we're clients, we can do this, we can do that. You let me know when you need it by, and we, we said yes to it. Yeah. So that moves on to my second point, which is kind of say yes to everything. Okay. Um, and the, the other thing is just try, we've tried so many different things and some of them have stuck and worked really well and some mm -hmm. haven't. And I think that's okay, really. No one knew what to do. No. And we sort of muddled our way through. We thought we would lose as a business at the thick end of about a quarter of a million pounds this year, which for an SME is, yeah, it's a lot of money for us. But I think, you know, with, uh, with about, we've got what three weeks left in our financial year. And if with a following wind, I think we, we might just break, break even. We That's might incredible. make a small profit this year. Yeah. Which, you know, considering you just, our sector. You'd have taken that. If I'd have said that to yeah. you in March, you'd have, yeah, you'd have said, I'll take that. Hand off. Uh, I haven't had a day off. But, you know, that's there's nowhere to go anyway. No. Just like, I can have a week's holiday. What am I going to do? Sit in the Where garden. Go? I mean, it's just, you know. So Osman's it, holiday at the way, moment, yeah, isn't I mean, it? 
Exactly. We're all stuck in our front rooms, aren't we? So, yeah, we so that's what we've done, I think. I, I love that. And I love the, the sort of organicness of it all, that you've kind of just gone with the flow a little bit. Although there's clearly how you've got, you know, you've run a successful business. So there's obviously a strategy to be able to launch an interim provision within three weeks you clearly you know you're not just winging it but I love the fact that you you're letting the flow of the work come from the relationships that you've got and I think there's a lot to be said for that that you know if you'd have sat down and said right well let's plan to go down an operations route let's plan to go into insurance financial services mm-hmm. profession whatever you want to call it it would have felt a lot more maybe a lot more daunting than actually I letting think, the flow happen I think it's a I think that's a really good point and I always think of recruitment is a bit like I don't know if, if you remember that old cartoon with the, uh, uh, the the guy with the cowboy hat, big moustache, where he's, he's sort of going around a minefield with a pickaxe and going like that and suddenly a bit of oil. Yeah. And, and well, this this is how I think of recruitment. You know, you can you can plan. You can really plan and you can organize and you can say, we're going to do this as our business development strategy. It's of course great to have an overarching strategy. But I think, you know, I, I always think back to my days at Michael Page and there are a ton of a ton of things I learned that were great. And there were some that maybe weren't so great, but the, the, some of the phrases that they use, I'm sure everyone in recruitment will be laughing at this, but they always used to say work closest to the fee. And I think nothing has been more true than that this year. You know, if you hear of something, you chase it down you, and it is a bit old school. It's yards. It's, it's, I, I think I've got a very good work ethic and, and I think Michael Page are partly responsible for that. Um, I perhaps don't work eight to eight every day like I used to back in the 90s. That would but, be a um, short day right now. You know, if, yeah, <laughs> maybe something like it depends. Do you include childcare duties in that? <laughs> um, I think, um, but I think that that work ethic and that you're working smart, working closest to the fee, if you hear of something, I mean, we every single thing we've been mandated on in the last 12 months, we've, fin- we've filled every wow. single job. And that, and that is so important to us because yeah. we, that's what we built. We've built our business on. We're all retained and we build our business on filling jobs. We have one job at a big hotel chain where they came to us. Incredibly, incredibly kind of the recruiter who I've known for a long time, always helped him out. And he said, look, we want to give you a go. They failed to fill it twice and we filled it in six weeks for them. Wow. And they were really pleased with it. And it was hard work, but it, I think you've got to, you've got to show where you add value more more now than ever um, I totally because, agree with you. you know people will be more cost focused now than they ever will be and I think you know in our whatsapp group people were talking about can you maintain your fee rates or is it going to be a race to the bottom and my view is you've got to show value you've got to show where you're adding value and you've got to prove you can do something they can't and for me that is the value of your network sorry this we're talking over you but it's the value of your network and it's the, the value of the ability of your team to find people that no one else can find and ultimately that's that's what every recruiter should actually do isn't it it's the uniqueness of your network that's what they're plugging into so i mean you know you've you've obviously really put your your clients first your the people buying off you you know that they're going to pay have a pain point which ultimately will, will come down to sort of cost but equally you've sort of shown them that you're in it for the long haul and I love that you've you know you did an awful lot of free stuff which actually there's it'll pay in dividends and is paying in dividends now in terms of you know reaping the benefits as as, as people look to recover so what your client base I think that's hmm. oh no sorry I was just going to say I think that's about footprint though I think that's about 
you know i i'm not steve ingham at michael page i don't i don't have that reach of mm. five thousand people or whatever they've got worldwide but what i can do is i can ensure that we can have a disproportionate effect on the lives of people in our sector yes. now i've always felt like that but i think in a mm -hmm. pandemic you can a, a small uh smaller organizations actually can have a bigger footprint and for me that's the most important mm -hmm. thing out of all of this we all i want everybody in our sector to get through this and come out the other side yeah you see the, the sense of your collaboration is unbelievable and you know that community that you've created i think that is a tremendous message to any recruiter that hasn't done that because you are much greater and much more powerful together mm -hmm. and you know you can enhance that sector and i think you know for leaders in your sector particularly that must be you know very reassuring to them you know to use that word again so in terms of your clients then they've obviously had to be agile you know if you look at what's happening on the on the high street at the moment what's happening across hospitality are there any lessons that recruitment leaders can learn from what your sort of boards are doing yeah. across hospitality that that you see as best practice we interrupt this podcast episode of the recruiters recruitment podcast to tell you about our amazing sponsor Hoxo Media are the world's leading content recruitment marketing agency, specifically for the recruitment industry. And they currently work with over 250 recruitment agencies, including Key Recruitment, and 3,000 recruitment consultants to help them build out LinkedIn brands that then allow them to open up more opportunities by following a proven methodology every single day. Now in 2021, the hugely successful Hoxo Academy, of which I was part of, is changing. And they've now launched an eight week personal brand launch program, which can now help you roll out this methodology across your business. The Hoxham Academy is aimed at helping traditional recruiters, of which I am one, who rely on outbound calls to attract clients and candidates equally. Now, very often traditional recruiters actually lack the knowledge of how to best use LinkedIn, other than maybe posting jobs, you know, every few days, but then struggling with ideas and original content and also just confidence in terms of what to produce and how to produce valuable content. Now, we're living in a post-COVID world and we all know now that the world is truly digital. The modern recruiter needs to be equipped and have a unique and consistent LinkedIn presence that offers value to their community and drives opportunities inbound. The Hoxo Academy helps every recruiter in the recruitment agency that becomes part of the Academy and helps every recruiter achieve this in just eight weeks, enrolling new cohorts of training at the start of each calendar month. So, this is an exclusive deal for you, our listener. The Recruiters Recruitment Podcast is so proud to be sponsored by Hoxo Academy that the deal is amazing. For the first 50 customers in 2021, they are offering you the chance to enrol unlimited users on this program for 12 months at no extra cost. So whether you're listening to this and you've got a team of 15, or a team of 500 and you're looking to hire more during 2021, you can rest assured that they will all get this training that they then need to build out their brand that wins business on LinkedIn. So please click on the link attached to this episode or alternatively DM me to find out how your agency 
can join this incredible programme. And having been a cohort member myself and a graduate of the Academy at the end of 2020, I'm really proud to advocate this phenomenal and really, I think, business critical Academy for every recruiter who wants to get the best out of LinkedIn and ensure that they also become inbound. Thank you for listening to this message. Enjoy the rest of the episode and do get in touch for more details. Yeah, I think I think I think so. And I think we've taken on quite a lot of those because I think you've always got to listen and learn. So I think the first thing is um, the obvious one, which is how well they've managed cash and how well they've prioritized where they're spending. And I think we've been exactly the same. We, you know, I wouldn't say we were uh, prolific and, and we spent huge amounts of money, but we, you know, being an SME, we were always looking at where we spent money, but now more than ever, you know, if there's not a clear return for that, for that investment, then, you know, if you're spending five pounds, make six pounds back or don't do it. And I, and I think that every, hospitality business and every retail business but they're incredibly cost conscious so one that's pretty obvious i think the other thing that we i've really taken from the best leaders is communication so how internal and external communication so the best businesses and brands have communicated brilliantly to their customers um, and they have explained what's going on in their businesses and they will welcome you back this is how we'll do it their newsletter the tonality if you look at someone like Hawksmoor in the restaurant world they're, they're they have communicated brilliantly with their customer so I think I think we've tried to do that really well um, as a business and I'm quite proud of how we've communicated our message to our our clients and our candidates I think the other bit for me is internal comms mm. so you if you look at some businesses have been completely devastated they've they whole teams of are on furlough so if you look at some of the big managed pub operators currently their entire marketing teams are on furlough and i mean when i say the entire team i mean literally every single person 60 people are all on furlough all all the operators are on furlough so they are you look at green king you look at m b you look at some of these really big businesses the leadership there nick mckenzie phil urban they have been fantastic at keeping these teams of people engaged uh motivated and informed as to what's going on and that doesn't mean that they've sugar-coated anything no. they've been very honest with what's happening in their sector and their organization and but they have kept people engaged so we've tried to do the same you know we're not we're not perfect, but I think we've been very supportive of our team. I think we've checked in regularly. We've understood that various members in our team have younger kids, frankly, that are at home now, and you've got to you've got to catch them when you can. And you've got to sort of plan around that. And meetings move if math doesn't go well first thing in the morning. Um, so I think you've just got to be accepting that everyone. The a great analogy I hear, you know, regularly is you know not not everyone's in the same boat but everyone's on the same ocean just in a different boat and you've just got to be respectful of that and we can't control what's going on around us but we can support um, all of these people i think the final thing just to, to your point about what leaders have done do is done really well in our sector is innovate they've been astonishing astonishingly innovative you know they're from the at home meal kits the box kits the uh the cocktails through your door all of the you know these have come out and then they're not 
they're not massive revenue streams. They're not going to make a huge, well, they're, they're good revenue streams. They're not going to make a huge amount of money, but it keeps the brands relevant. It probably helps them get towards break even and it keeps them in the mind eye. And, you know, I mean, you know, you follow me, we follow each other on social media. I have a date night every Saturday with my wife where we have a lockdown meal. We make a big thing of it. And it, it, it's important for me, not just because it's nice we have a night where, we, you know, we'd normally be out and we're doing something, of course. But it's important for me to show faith in the industry Absolutely. and what they're doing to innovate. Because my entire business is um, dependent on them being successful. And so I feel that i owe them uh, that and i want to be i want to show them that i care about their businesses and, and as a consumer of their brands what they've done is they've created brand loyalty yeah doing that and Correct. like yeah, I, I am a, I do follow you on twitter and for anyone that's following them you'll see the delicious food that you do cook every week weekend with your wife which is wonderful to see it's not always brilliantly cooked i'm afraid you know the pictures look nice we're not going to share bad pictures let's face it but i think everything that you've said there is is interesting because i think in terms of thought leadership if i was to summarize in one word having done i think well up to the end of january we've done 50 podcasts with all, all leaders from all the, all the way across the industry it's the word communicate that that is the key yeah. to ensuring you're in a position to survive but also then thrive which ultimately is what I want this podcast to be for aspiration people to think what what do I need to do to ensure that whether it's my business or my team or my own desk is in a position to sort of perform well as we come out of, of, of lockdown and look at recovering so that leads me on very well to the next question really which is what would you say to your peers and, and fellow recruiters not not just in your sector obviously across across the market to ensure that they are positioned now for Will it be a bounce back? But let's let's say bounce back when we come out of lockdown. What do they need? What do they need to do right now? Um, I don't know whether it's something you can just switch on right now, um, or whether it's something that you kind of has to be intrinsic in your DNA. I'm not sure. Uh, um, yeah, I mean, it's a good question. I think I think um, I think it is about what you've almost done before and, and how you are as people and as an individuals. We have, I have a, you know, everyone has the be kind mantra and I think that's some, we have a different one. And I don't know whether, am I allowed to swear on this? Yeah, of course you are. Let me, let me do a swear. We have a, we have a little picture. We have, we have a picture by my front door and obviously I'm seeing my front door a lot at the moment because Amazon here every day. And um, it just says, don't be a, don't be a dick. And it's a little picture of a, a, a little rabbit holding a flower. It says, don't be a dick. And we bought it in an art fair a few years ago. And I think we put it up by the front door so that the kids see it uh, all the time. And we see it all the time. And I think it's our version of be kind. So I think uh, it's pretty simple, really. Just really listen, have an understanding of what everyone is going through. I think I heard horror stories from some of my clients where people are ringing them up and going, got any jobs, got any jobs? And they're like, I've just made 500 people redundant and we're just shutting all our sites. And oh yeah, but I've seen you got this job. Can I work? I mean, it's having, for me, it's having empathy and it's having respect for other people's journeys. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's it's just horrifying. Yeah, I mean, and, I, and I think- my, my face is literally on the floor that anyone oh, gone through this last year and sign up and asked if you've got a job shocking honestly there's i it's just you wouldn't believe it i think you've got so i think what, what you can do now is more about my philosophy on recruitment which is don't be a dick be kind 
and listen, understand what people are going through and be supportive and do anything you can to help. Um, and I'm, I'm sure there are plenty of times we haven't got it right, but learn from your mistakes, learn from what you, you know, I've been in this 22 years and even, you know, even now we, someone pulls out of a job or they turn something down and you're still going, right, okay, what can I learn from that? What can I do better next time? And I think that that introspection, I actually think I've got better at that over the years. I think I've got much happier perhaps with who I am and much more comfortable with who my, what my business is mm-hmm. and much, you know, not feeling like I've got to be a clone of something else. I think you grow into that over, mm-hmm. over years, actually. And for me, I think, so that would be my point, you know, be true to yourself and, and, and show some empathy. Yeah, no, definitely. And I think that maybe that comes with maturity. Maybe it comes from being in recruitment as long as you have, or maybe it's actually irrelevant to that. And it's the la- what the last year has taught us all is that we're all human beings. Maybe. And I agree with that. I mean, that analogy, yeah, I know it gets yeah. used that sort of we're all in the same storm and we're all in different boats. Yeah, but it's true. And at the end of the day, people will remember yeah. what you did and people will remember you for what you, for what you yeah. have done for your sector. And, you know, that's why you're just so inspiring. And it's and actually everything you're saying, Dan, is so simple. It's not rocket science, what you're yeah, asking. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it feels simple to me too. And, um, you know, I was quite, when you said, when you asked me to come on here, I was quite humbled really. Because I'm not, you know, I've never, I've never run a business of more than 35 people. I'm not, I, we have no, you know, I don't want to grow SPE. We're a really small business. I'm not, I'm not, I look at these people who who have huge spans of control and run really big companies. And I'm, I'm kind of in awe of them because mm. I, I, I couldn't do that. It's not me. So, you know, I'm very straightforward, simple person, I think, who's learned, I've made tons of mistakes over my career. I look back over 10, 15 years and think, God, that was awful. I would never do that again. <laughs> um, but I think you, you still learn, you have to still learn. And I, for what you just coming back to your point about coming out of this I actually think I think that I think that it'll happen quickly so most recessions are slow okay there's a lag there's people coming back to work panicking cutting costs and then there's a lag to recruitment I think this will be the opposite mm-hmm. I think people will especially in our sector in hospitality there's going to be a sudden need for people yeah so I'm trying to keep my team uh, I'm trying to say to them, I know it's tough, it's crap, the next six weeks is going to be awful, everything's shut. I said, but it's going to rebound. And when it does, you've got to be ready yeah. because it's going to be crazy. Crazy. And so uh, I think it will. Yeah, I think it will bounce back really, really quickly. I'm I very agree. confident. I agree with you totally. And you absolutely deserve to get all the karma reward for, for doing all the amazing things that you've done. And, and, you know, I asked you to come on because you are a really positive honest candid voice on social media and I think that personally as someone who advocates the recruitment industry and I look for the best people you are a a true truly aspirational leader and it doesn't matter about size of team it's about how you operate and how you orchestrate that and it's just about being a real person so who have your standout voices been who have the people that you've found aspirational on social media so there's a there's a there's a few that I really I really rate in the sector um, in in recruitment but they're mostly people who are I don't know a lot about the bigger businesses and what they do mm-hmm. so when I look at um, I look at voices that I listen to regularly you accepted obviously I can't I can't um, I, 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 I can't um, you know sort of uh, go on about uh, on about uh, you know everything that you do for the sector because I, I do think you're great you know I think you're great I think you're a great voice for the sector but probably um, 
won't talk about that now. I think, um, you know, I have a couple of competitors that I always look at and I always see what they're, what they're doing. Uh, very respectful. Abby Dunn, um, Kate McCarthy, they run very good businesses. I always look for what they do on social. I'm always impressed by it. Sometimes they say some things that really make me think. Abby, I like her irreverence and her Mancunian-ness. And Kate, I just like her evervescence and her... She's achieved so much with her business. I have great admiration for her. I, I also, you know, Simon, who works um, for us, I think when he, when the business locked down, he, he effectively, he didn't go on furlough, but he, he may have gone on furlough for a few weeks, but he really had to do some soul searching because there was nothing in his market at all at the lower levels mm. so he he just took himself off and did a social media course he learned to use linkedin he's got far more followers and far he's had far more engagement than i have Amazing. and so it's kind of one of these things where he just started doing it and i was like it looks really good mate yeah keep doing it and he's just kind mm. of done it himself and he's done brilliantly so you know i i know he wouldn't like me for saying it really because he's quite shy and a bit humble but mm. um i think he's done a great job with his social media and i always look for his posts and uh, Mark as well, who, who who works for us, he's he's done a grand job with his too. So, and I think, go on, sorry. No, I so said great. I love it. I love the fact that you know you t the the two the sort of the um, Abby Dunn. I think is hilarious. I think she's brilliant, and um, yeah. we've got a lot of common connections. And Kate's actually been on been on the podcast. And Kate, I've known Kate she's a very long time. I think I've known her as long as I've known you. And she, like you say, effervescent and you know very similar values to you. So I think it's great that you sort of look out to them for collaboration. But I love that you've talked about people in your team and you know that sense of self development. And you know, just think about where they're at now. Those two, is it Simon and Mark? You just said, you know, they're going to springboard mm. now. Wow. their market yeah, will yeah. give them back what they've been giving so that's brilliant excellent well yeah, you know. and they've grafted they've grafted yeah. really hard and i think they they will reap the rewards there's no doubt about it and they we're close to a couple of projects at the moment and if they come off they'll they'll be busy for for weeks weeks and months so yeah it's it's good but i i've i'm much admiration for what they've done yeah well that's brilliant to hear so do you think we're about to hit the roaring 20s and that's what everyone's saying in your sector yeah I, I do actually I really do I feel bullish and uh I get I get really wound up with negativity you probably I put something on my social yesterday I got 110 likes it's like I'm not very good at this Twitter thing so that was a big thing for me but um I you know I get fed up with people posting relentlessly negative stuff I just think god Jesus if you feel like that great keep it to yourself but don't drag us all down you know we're getting one piece of news like this every day and have had for 10 11 months now just don't want to hear it you know i'm don't, going to don't say be my a little dick. don't be a dick yeah, don't be a dick precisely precisely i think that's it's going to be on my headstone that no it's, it's going to be um, the name of this podcast you do know that don't you that's what we're going to call it yeah. It's it's oh, well, see, it's funny because my family motto and it's we've got like you know the light boxes we have got and it says be kind but i'm absolutely going to go and change that now and I'm going to put in a little asterisk for the for the eye and the dick so it doesn't offend anybody. I just I'll send you, I'll, I'll send you, I'll send you a photo of the uh, of the Bye. of the picture. But yeah, don't be a dick. It's um, I think that's kind of it, really, isn't it? If you can do that in your life, if you can go through your life not being a dick to everyone you meet, yeah. it's kind of, I I mean, you know, and recruiters generally, we've all been room, we've been at various recruiter awards we've been in rooms with lots of recruiters we kind of know how the industry is perceived and do you know what i think that the industry per se could take a lot from that phrase um 
and yeah. I think that and I actually think it's changed a lot I think it has changed over the years and I think people are realizing that you know they, they don't have to be a dick um you know okay. you can be yourself and empathetic and help help people well I think it's true to be said that you are genuinely one of the nicest kindest recruiters out there and as one who's always sort of believed that's how you should be in life because that's the way I was brought up by my mum and dad to be kind to people yeah, and you know there definitely wasn't don't be a dick but I do I do think it's a, a brilliant mantra for life and for recruitment and I think it would just make the whole world a much better place so you've as I knew you would be you've been a wonderful guest Dan and you know for anyone who wants to follow him definitely the place to follow Dan is on Twitter he's very funny and great great photos of food but obviously you know we'll make sure all the links are there for your business as well and we wish you prosperity good health and roaring success as we come out of lockdown and thank you so much for joining us thank you thank you and thank you to you too Leisha You've been such a beacon for positivity. I mean this sincerely. I, I, you know, she's not paid me to say this, but you have been a real beacon for positivity in the sector too. And I think that, you know, that is is really needed. And I think we all rub off each other. So I yeah, think that's um, and just I think well, great. I think that's, you know, at the end of the day, I'm very grateful for everything that I have. So I have nothing to moan about. Ditto. And it's as simple as that. So, and Ditto. I think, you know, we just we have to take positives from every every day. Thank you so much, Dan. That means a lot. No worries. Thank you.